world warrior low-key. Hey, this is Rotor Animal. This is Christopher Daniels. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNF Radio Network. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go Beyond the Bell. Welcome back to your retro wrestling podcast, Beyond the Bell, on the SNS Radio Network. I'm your spooky host, Sean Beckerman, back with you for a very special edition of BTB, as this is our Halloween edition this year. If you're a fan of Beyond the Bell, you've noticed during Halloween time, each year we have Halloween-themed shows. If you go back to editions 26 and 27, we had two parts of our three-part series dedicated to Halloween Havoc. So go back in the archives at ringannouncing.com and snsradionetwork.com. Beyond the Bells 26 and 27, part one and two of the best of Halloween Havoc. Then we flash forward to Beyond the Bell 73 for the third installment of Halloween Havoc. And then don't forget scary themes, the scariest themes for the superstars of professional wrestling, episode number 71. And then the most popular, the most downloaded theme in Beyond the Bell history, surprisingly, scary stars, the scariest superstars in professional wrestling. And that is episode number 72, all archived at ringannouncing.com and snsradionetwork.com. Tonight on our very special edition, this is an extra edition as we've had the demand for so much content on Beyond the Bell that instead of separating a weekly show dedicated to our Halloween edition, we decided to add another edition of Beyond the Bell in one week. So this is an extra as we look at the superheroes in professional wrestling, the superhero, the art of the superhero in sports entertainment. For those of us that have kids or see kids trick-or-treating, or if you're still trick-or-treating, if you're an adult, you know, 20 and over, still going out there trick-or-treating to this very day, you see a lot of kids out there, or like we said, adults, wearing costumes. And a lot of those costumes are for superheroes. My son, now two years old, starting to get into superheroes, loving Iron Man, Batman, Spider-Man. I myself was a big Batman mark. But in professional wrestling, the superhero has been just as important and played a vital role in the history of professional wrestling. Fans have always been intrigued by the the concept of a live person putting on a superhero costume and fighting evil in the ring for real. Well, as real as it can get anyway in sports entertainment. After all, we're talking about pro wrestling here. 
This is where we will look at the evolution on this edition of the superhero gimmick over the past 20 to 30 years. We'll also spotlight the many superstars that have worn various masks and capes to the ring in the 1980s, 90s, and the current millennium. But before we get into the 80s and 90s, we need to acknowledge that the masked superhero has been a part of wrestling for more than 60 years. Mexican Lucha Libre has had men wrestling under masks since the 1940s, to be exact. And unlike the U.S., where the superhero is mainly a short-term gimmick to get someone over, the wrestling superhero in Mexico is a various, very, very serious character or very, a uh, very serious topic overall. It's tr- it's a tradition to them. It's a part of the culture. The great masked wrestlers of Mexico rarely, if ever, revealed their faces to the public. Just as in comic books, the masked luchadors had secret identities, and they were revered for it. Perhaps the greatest masked luchador of all time is El Santo, who not only wrestled as a superhero fighting evil in the ring, but he also starred under the name as El Santo fighting evil in more than 40 movies. El Santo was so beloved by the Mexican public that when he died in 1984, he had the largest funeral in Mexican history. And true to his persona, Santo was buried with his mask on, taking the secret identity to the grave with him. Since El Santo, literally hundreds of luchadors have worn masks and wrestled and in some rare cases worked under their masks in their own communities, aiding the poor and disadvantaged, just like a real-life superhero. They did this in honor of the greatest Mexican superheroes of all time. We now fast-forward roughly 40 years to the early 1980s, where Japan and especially the U.S. explored the concept of the superhero as a gimmick in the wrestling ring. We'll start off with Tiger Mask. The Tiger Mask gimmick actually was born from a successful comic book, believe it or not. It was released in Japan in the early 80s. Satoru Sayama, that's the best I could do there, became the first of four men to wear the mask of the tiger and compete as the real-life counterpart to the popular comic book hero. Sayama, being extremely quick and talented, combined with the wrestling and martial arts style of Japan, with the acrobatic style of Mexican Lucha Libre became probably the greatest junior heavyweight wrestler of all time. Siyama's feud with the Dynamite Kid is still it's still the ruler that all other light heavyweight matches are measured against. As the original Tiger Mask, Siyama did things in the ring that today's cruiserweights or you know the light heavyweight superstars still can't seem to get right. And contrary to popular opinion, Tiger Mask was doing moonsaults long before anyone had even heard of the Great Muda. Let's talk about Lasertron. While not nearly as celebrated as Tiger Mask, or for that matter, most any other wrestling superhero, Hector Guerrero wore a costume in the mid-1980s NWA. Although he would never reach the main event level, Lasertron was still a favorite of the crowd and fun to watch, as Guerrero was another talented junior heavyweight that brought the acrobatic lucha flavor to his matches, something that at the time was really, really rarely seen. An underrated performer in Hector Guerrero, not the gobbledygooker later on, not quite a superhero more than, than a mascot, Lasertron is an underrated superhero superstar. Let's now talk about 
a more popular or more well-known, especially in North America, superhero known as the Blue Blazer. The late 1980s saw the extremely talented, the oh-so-talented and underrated at the time Owen Hart put on a mask and cape to wrestle in the WWF as the Blue Blazer. Owen at this time was at his best, extremely fast and agile. The Blazer flew through the air just like his name suggested and always put on an exciting match. Unfortunately, because Vince McMahon was putting all his emphasis on the larger competitors and wrestlers, Owen rarely won any matches against the so-called name talent. But that did not stop him, however. Didn't stop him from having good matches, great matches, with the likes of Ted DiBiase, uh, Mr. Perfect, and Greg the Hammer Valentine, just to name a few. As a result, his gimmick was never really developed, you could say. That would come nearly 10 years later, eventually resulting in his death, but we'll, we'll talk about that shortly. Let's talk about another superstar that is still to this day, at the superhero status. Doesn't wear a mask, but this warrior wore face paint. The ultimate warrior. One of the first, if not the first, superhero-like wrestler who not only wasn't a late heavyweight, but also didn't wear a mask, came to the World Wrestling Federation in 1987 with his colorful ring attire, face paint, and incredible comic book-style physique. The Ultimate Warrior had all the pieces he needed to become a superhero to millions of young fans. You could not understand what he was saying half the time, but that was just a part of the aura that enhanced his image. Warriors. He was big, seemingly superhumanly strong, and so intense that the crowd would be screaming on their feet just watching him run to the ring. He exuded electricity, and he wanted to project that image of a superhero to his fans, and he did just that. My warriors. Comforting the 
challenge of pain! In the smell of combat, Hulk Hogan. I have Hulk Hogan injected you with the minimum dosage of poison from the power of the ultimate warrior! But the antibodies of Hulkamania continue to refuse what the poison can do. They turn it away, Hulk Hogan! They turn the poison away, for they feel the dirty! They fear the evil! Hulk Hogan, I am the representation of all you fear. I, Hulk Hogan, want you to be the warrior you say you are. For I can, as the ultimate warrior, accept no less, give no less to the warriors. Walk with me, Hulk Hogan, to the edge. Look, Hulk Hogan. Look into nothingness. Look beyond your fears as you take that step, Hulk Hogan, and make the sacrifice so that the power of the ultimate warrior Jushin Thunder Liger. We once again return to the land of the rising sun as once again another actual comic book superhero comes to life in the Japanese ring. Nearly 10 years after the first Tiger Mask had hit the ring, Jushin Liger, becoming Jushin Thunder Liger, began the next generation of real-life Japanese superheroes. And just like Tiger Mask 1, Liger was an instant hit, complete with an elaborate and very colorful costume and cape. He'd later been, he'd even sport body armor at some shows. Liger fit the image of a real-life superhero perfectly. When you combine that with his incredible in-ring ability, it's no wonder that Jushin Liger is regarded probably only second to Tiger Mask as one of the greatest junior heavyweight wrestlers who ever lived. Go watch his body of work. Unbelievable. Even, I remember watching him face Brian Pillman. That's really what got me to watch the the Japanese uh, footage of Liger overseas. The matches with him and Pillman, unbelievable. Jushin Liger, one of the greatest of all time, but one of the greatest superheroes to don the mask inside the squared circle. very underrated or maybe unknown Arachnaman. Apparently continuing in the tradition of the Lasertron character we mentioned, 
Brett Armstrong put on a costume that so resembled Spider-Man that Marvel Comics threatened legal action and eventually got the gimmick scrapped. While wrestling as Arachnaman in the early 90s in WCW, Armstrong did lots of acrobatic moves, very reminiscent of what Spider-Man would do in his comic books. Just like Lasertron in the Blue Blazer, though, Arachnaman was popular with the fans, but never, but really never intended to be anything more than low mid-card attraction, maybe to sell some merch. The superhero gimmick had finally taken a new and interesting twist where not only was the character actually fleshed out and given a push, in the case of the Blue Blazer, the superhero was now a heel. Of course, the Blazer still acted as if he were a hero, giving campy comic book style promos and interviews and claiming that his babyface opponents were his arch enemies leads to the incarnation, the reincarnation, and the return of the Blue Blazer in the World Wrestling Federation. This time it was different. Owen Hart was not just a jobber to the stars. He had an actual story behind him. Apparently, Owen was going through some sort of crisis as he had recently, quote-unquote, injured Dan Severn and retired as a result. We soon, however, see the Blue Blazer start doing run-ins and attacking various babyfaces, but this time with a twist. For it seemed that for every successful run-in the Blazer did, we'd see one where the Blazer would screw up. Either he'd trip on his own cape or fall down while running down the ramp to the ring, or might get tangled up in the ropes, you can say, while climbing into the ring. One time, he got tangled in his harness as he lowered to the ring, enabling the babyface to beat him up like he was a piñata. Jim Ross made it clear early on, you could say, in this storyline, that Owen Hart and the Blue Blazer was one and the same. However, when confronted, Owen would deny being the Blazer, of course. It was even more humorous when the Blazer did another unsuccessful run-in and was getting pummeled by Ken Shamrock. Owen Hart himself ran in to attack Shamrock and bail the Blazer out. What's going on? We thought Blazer was Owen. Who can forget the black-blue Blazer? Coco Beware in a one-time deal who ran in and won- or I say a one-off match. The comedy was great and Owen was finally being put in a solid angle. Unfortunately, there was it was on the eve of putting his new Blue Blazer identity in high gear with an Intercontinental Championship match against the Godfather where the Blazer was booked to actually win the title when he passed away during his entrance live on pay-per-view, as we all know, when he fell nearly 80 feet from the ceiling. And the WWF, of course, immediately dropped the gimmick as we didn't hear anything more about superheroes uh, for an extended period of a couple years. But Owen will be remembered forever as lovable, athletic, arguably the greatest heart, the heart family, but can do any any type of style from serious to goofy comedy. Deep down, Owen, inside and outside the ring, in and out of the mask, is truly a superhero. Elsewhere, another superstar has had to sweat for everything he's accomplished here in the World Wrestling Federation. He's the Blue Blazer. You know, there's a lot of tough wrestlers in the World Wrestling Federation. Big, mean, nasty, tough guys like Dino Bravo uses all that muscle to win his matches. Then there's Bad News Brown, the Brooklyn Brawl, with all their dirty street fighting tactics, and they use that to win. Then there's guys like Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. You think you're the greatest wrestler in the world? Well, Mr. Perfect, you step in the ring with the Blue Blazer and let me show you what great wrestling is all about. 
because each and every one of you guys have your own styles, but I too have my own unique style, and I use that acrobatic maneuver to beat you guys one, two, three in the middle of the ring, and that's my strategy, to beat you guys with my great wrestling acrobatics, and that's what's going to get me to the top of the World Wrestling Federation. So all you big, tough, arrogant, nasty wrestlers, come on, I'm ready for you, in the ring. The Blue Blazer, what he lacks in size, he has made up for in the absence of fear and his high-flying acrobatic moves. So like we mentioned, the WWE didn't really do much with superheroes until they met one Shane Gregory Helms. Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through! Enter the hurricane. In the spirit of the departed Blue Blazer, we have Shane Helms fully playing the role of the comic book hero when he has entered the ring to rid the world of evil, complete with a colorful costume and a load of corny superhero-like phrases and mannerisms. In addition to being a cool wrestler, Helms was and is just fun to watch in this role. He exaggerates all of his superhero-like actions and generally makes the gimmick work for him, and he did it so well. The Hurricane being a cruiserweight, but insisting on taking on super heavyweights like Kane and especially the Big Show, made for some even more humorous scenes as he bounced all over the ring for these guys while insisting on trying to body slam or choke slam them despite the total absence of any super strength whatsoever. But he thought he could do it. He's a superhero. But you have to, you have to like the guy. Because be, besides being a very talented wrestler, he, like the superhero he plays on TV, still keeps a never-say-die attitude and just does not quit. What's up with that? He made the character work, this spin-off character that just from a tattoo of having the Green Lantern on his arm turned into the superhero, the Hurricane. Who will ever forget the Hurricane in the WWE, green cape and all? And then when he was on ECW being the side reporter, Gregory Helms, also the Hurricane in the ring, was he the same? It works so well, fitting. I think it's a fitting character for the, for the PJ era, for the PG era. But you cannot deny the Hurricane, one of the greatest superheroes in wrestling. Holy hypocrite! Just last week, you challenged Stone Cold Steve Austin to meet you face to face, and yet this week you got Eric Bischoff and his criminal committee doing all your dastardly work. What's up with that? Have you been sitting in there? Huh? You've been watching The Rock all night long to walk around here naked? Uh, don't, don't, don't answer that. No, no, no. Don't answer that. Tell you what. The Rock's glad you're here. The Rock's glad you're here because he, I wanted to talk to you. The Rock, the Rock he was going to go looking for you. Do you remember last week when you came waltzing in to The Rock's locker? You remember that? Yeah, and you talked and you talked about how how the, how the hurricane could just whip the Scorpion King's ass. Yeah, you remember that? And you also talked talked about how the hurricane could just is gonna toss the rock over the top rope. Remember that? Well, if the rock's memory serves him correctly, <laughs> it was the rock that tossed your little hamburglar monkey ass right over the top rope. Remember that? 
Made you with all your friends. You had Grimace and, and, and Mayor McCheese, Ronald McDonald, all them. Yeah. Remember that? More importantly than that, more importantly than that, when The Rock tossed you over the top rope, he was screaming something. The Rock was screaming something very important in your ear. Do you remember what The Rock was screaming? I remember you screaming. But it was when Booker T threw your ass over the top rope that you were screaming. Like this. Don't do that. No, 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 none of that. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, stop cheering. Hey, it didn't throw. No, it didn't. You hear the rock, he didn't throw. The Booker T didn't throw the rock over the top rope. The rock tripped over the top rope. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, the rock said that's what happened. Yes. Let the rock, let, let the rock, let the rock remind you of something. Let the rock remind you of something. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. You ain't no superhero. Not like the Scorpion King. You're a hundred pounds of nothing. Five feet, nothing. Oh, excuse the rock one second. Excuse the rock. His cell phone's going off. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Cacao, hello. Hey, it's nothing. He says he knows you. You're nothing. Ah, uh, don't laugh at the rock's jokes. Says you're nothing. You're nothing. Hey, as a superhero, <laughs> you've got braces. You've got braces. What, what are you, are you the president of student council? Is that what you're going to do? What are you gonna, you're going to go sell band candy after the show? <laughs> Get your little hamburger, green monkey ass other. Before you leave, before you leave, before you go fly out and you do all that uh, unrealistic crap, the rock remind you of something. The rock, when he threw you over the top rope, he was saying to you, he was screaming to you. He was screaming to you, he said, hey, the greatest line a superhero has ever said, the Scorpion King, he said, Haku Mashente Da. Haku Mashente Ah, Do you remember that? Do you have any idea what that means? Do you have any idea? Do you, can you fathom how, how enormous that is? Do you know what Haku Mashente means? Well, apparently, from what I saw behind that curtain, it means the Scorpion King got a tiny ding a -ling. I mean, there's a reason they call the rock the rock. Oh, yeah. Easy, big fella. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. No. That. Stop laughing. How about back to reality? A place that you clearly have no idea where that's at because you are clearly insane. The rock asks you this. What do, what do you want? What do you want? I'm here, rock, because I figured you out. You're a coward. You're afraid of Steve Austin. You're afraid of Stone Cold. That's why you got Eric Bischoff to do all your dirty work today. You see, you talk a big game, and your guns, they do flap. But it would appear that you're full of Brahma bull crap. His tag-along partner, you could say, or his sidekick, a la Batman and Robin was Mighty Molly. 
the hurricane without mentioning his trusty sidekick. Molly is the first female superhero in U.S. pro wrestling. She played the role perfectly. Molly, like her predecessors, had a colorful costume and cape, and as Robin to Hurricane's Batman, like we mentioned, even comes complete with the classic campy sidekick speech. Holy pitfalls, Hurricane! In addition, in addition to all this, Molly is one of the few ladies in the WWF, WWE slash F at the time, who actually was talented in the ring. As a result, the WWF's dynamic duo does the tradition of tongue-in-cheek wrestling superhero proud will go down as a very underrated duo in the WWF slash WWE slash professional wrestling history, but she was the first female superhero in the U.S. for sports entertainment. No one will forever get, no one will forever forget Mighty Molly. As we go down through the list of superheroes, those are just a few breaking down the history of professional wrestling. You can say that any superstar in professional wrestling or sports entertainment, now WWE, the number one promotion in the world, TNA Impact Wrestling, all those stars are superheroes in their own right. Different characters you have Fandango or Fandango, Brodus Clay, the dancing wrestlers, you know, to Hornswoggle, the great Kali. You had Hornswoggle being this evil, uh, initially with an evil leprechaun under the ring. All these characters in professional wrestling. To, you could say, real-life type of superheroes. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, the wrestlers that can fly like superheroes. All these these guys can live up to the superhero type of aura. But we're talking about the characters that can be portrayed as superheroes. And there you have, of course, recently Sin Cara debuting uh, over the past couple of years. And uh, has been taken to uh, or translated to North or should we say to the United States very well coming from Mexico being a, a huge superstar who you know, who cannot forget Mystico as one of the greatest superheroes in professional wrestling so over in Mexico you know, the, he had the high flying presence jumping into the ring using the trampoline to jump over the top rope into the ring so popular with the kids buying those masks wanting to be like the superhero that flies I wish he'd translate a little bit better into the WWE and into uh, the U.S. mainstream media and sports entertainment a little bit better. Um, he could have been booked better, but the lighting sense cre- creates that superhero aura for now Sin Cara in the WWE. Um, hopefully they'll do a little bit more with him, but maybe the damage has already been done. But that's your modern-day superhero, so to speak. But no superstar or wrestler has had the impact or drew the money in the superhero character like one Rey Mysterio Jr. Now known as Rey Mysterio in the WWE, Rey, arguably, if it's hard to argue, is the greatest superhero wrestler of all time. Originally coming through Mexico, living up to his Mysterio name, coming into WCW, becoming this, this bigger than than life cruiserweight, can do these unbelievable moves, winning the cruiserweight title. You know, we'll talk. We won't really talk about the dark days of him losing the mask and looking, having that baby type of face. Uh, 
<laughs> not the baby face character, but a baby, an actual baby face for Ray. We'll try to forget that as I think the WWE now likes to blur out images of him without his mask. But Ray had that superhero ability in the ring, and it, some were concerned that maybe it wouldn't translate to the WWE. Uh, similar to the Sin Cara problems we just mentioned, but it wound up Rey Mysterio became bigger than ever in the WWE. Um, hiding his flaws of his knee injuries, wearing the mask, wearing different color masks, becoming the actual superhero of World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. Rey just connected with the fans. From day one since he entered the WWE, was not considered a heel at all. No one would even think of turning Ray. He was he is, was, and always will be your prototypical babyface, your superhero babyface. Kids love to wear his mask. Especially when he come down comes down to the ring, you know, touching his forehead up against the uh, fellow kids that wear his mask. Great marketing tool, of course. Buy my mask, I'll you know I'll make sure I slap your hand. Ray Mysterio, one of the greatest cruiserweights of all time. Not only just cruiserweights, but the greatest superstars of all time. He embodies what a superhero is. Flying through the air, overcoming odds, winning the World Heavyweight title, winning the WWE title, taking on the big show, taking on like, the great Kali, taking on these huge guys, Batista, and his epic battles with Eddie Guerrero. Rey Mysterio is your prototypical superhero in professional wrestling and should be the standard bearer of having that superhero gimmick and being successful in the business. He is your he is your benchmark. And that's what the Mexican luchador, the Mexican superstar, the North American, the worldwide superstar Rey Mysterio is. And he's a, a surefire Hall of Famer for all he's done. Uh, behind John Cena, no one peaks his merchandise sales. Let's put it that way. Besides John Cena, Rey Mysterio blows it through the roof. Masks, his pants gloves from just changing his character around I love during Wrestlemania he embodies the superhero character too whenever Wrestlemania rolls around he likes to morph into the characters of superheroes remember I love when he was the Joker acting like the Joker I think he was Flash at one point or Daredevil Uh, the Avatar costume who who could forget those legendary costumes of Rey Mysterio Um, amazing performer amazing superstar in in another ring and he can be a role model for kids and that truly is the embodiment of a superhero and that is one Rey Mysterio so on Halloween we like to celebrate Rey Mysterio and his accomplishments in professional wrestling thank you Rey for all you've done you truly are a superhero to all of us so in closing we look back at the superstars of professional wrestling all of them are superheroes in their own right but we look back at those that really made a mark on us. We mentioned a brief few on this special edition that played a big part in professional wrestling, but there are so many others. The Luchadors that we saw on WCW Nitro Television. La Parca. Should we mention Mr. JL, Jerry Lynn, Mask and all? Not really a superhero, right? But the Luchadors and Psychosis, Juventud Guerrero, wearing masks, having that superhero feel. I think the role of the superhero is very undervalued. In professional wrestling. It's always needed. You need to have that spirit, that belief in a superhero. And those we mentioned tonight did just that. Thank you for all you've done and all the work you've given us and entertained us with over the years. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
everybody, the Bronx Father here. If you can't get enough of wrestling talk, conspiracy talk, and outright craziness, then you need to listen to Unplugged with myself and Jeff Jackson every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. Check it out, or you might just miss moments like this. takes a seat at the table with us when we meet, but also we leave an unburied slight edge of the hatchet that we've carried over the years. And other gutless and heartless God-fearing men urge us to lay rest forever. Face it, neither one of us were ever any good at at Stop it, Harmony. Stop it. Stop it. You're fucking me up. I'm trying to do this. Stop it. Go out of here. Go. Go. Leave the studio. Leave the studio. It's not my kids. It's my wife. Come on. All right. Let's try this again. Oh my God. And impersonating the warrior, take two. All right. Cool. Hey, Sid. Either one of us were any good at being bored or boring others. So coming prepared to kill one another makes an interesting backup plan. Should I lie on the lawn and get run over by the lawnmowers? (laughs) Oh my god. Her laughing in the background sold it. I'm dead. I'm dead too. Anyway, did I tell you guys how much I love the Warriors? Uh, anyway, yeah, I think we can both agree that we're warrior Mark. So if you don't like it, fuck you. Hey guys, JJ Sexay here. Are you looking for the latest news in both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts? Well, check out www.wrestling-online.com. Sign up for one of the longest-running newsletters in professional wrestling over 16 years. And just like Wrestling News Live, it's absolutely free. Join over 27,000 other subscribers, wrestling-online.com. You will learn to pronounce my name properly. Wrestling dash online dot com hey wrestling fans do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. 
exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Do you have theories or ideas to brainstorm on the subject of pro wrestling that doesn't fit anywhere else? Do you like hearing about those same ideas on a public platform? Or do you just like hearing rants from someone on the West Coast? Then, Running the Ropes is for you. Every week, join host Brian Maverick Bertrand as he covers the spectrum of professional wrestling in a controlled forum full of wrestling's biggest politics, conspiracies, and recaps from the biggest shows. So get in the ring and start running the ropes live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Are you a fan of the SNS Radio Network? Want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the SNS Network? Well, let me tell you how. You can check out the Facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash SNS Radio Network. On Twitter, follow us at SNS Radio Network. You can follow me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, at SNS underscore JJSexA1. These are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the SNS Radio Network. Well, thank you, fans, for joining us for a very special edition of Beyond the Bell as we celebrated Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. And we look back at the superheroes in professional wrestling. I'm sure you guys will send me messages. What about this person or that person? This was just a little overview to talk about the big names. I may have left a couple of off, of course. We can go more in depth, I'm sure. Uh, this is a part of our Gimmick Gala series, the greatest gimmicks in professional wrestling. The superhero is a gimmick that's popularized in professional wrestling, sports, entertainment, and we celebrate those individuals here tonight. Remember, you can catch all archive shows at ringannouncing.com, my official website, as well as snsradionetwork.com. Tablet and smartphone users, you can download the Stitcher and TuneIn radio apps, and we are also found on iTunes. Give us a rating, make a comment. You can reach me on Twitter, at Sean Beckerman, through our Facebook fan page, Beyond the Bell, and Ring Announcer Sean Beckerman fan page is up too, and via email, beckerman at ringannouncing.com. You can also go to the Beyond the Bell page on snsradionetwork.com. So as it's time to trick or treat, we'll go home with some old school music. We just mentioned Ray Ray, Mr. 619, Ray Mysterio, the superhero. So let's wrap it up with Booyaka, Booyaka 619, the theme song for Ray Mysterio. Until next week, fans, when we rewind and relive all things retro and wrestling, I'm your personal spooky ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off. Happy Halloween once again, everybody, and stay old school, my friends.
the time is now. Hey there, old school wrestling fans. This is your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman here, reminding you to download the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia podcast known as Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. From WCW, ECW, WCCW. The cream of the crop. Back to the NWA, AWA, World Wrestling Federation, to now WWE, we cover it all. Famous Feuds, our 101 series, The Horseman Files, Old School Music, Greatest Managers, Tag Teams, Promos, you name it, Beyond the Bell covers it. Get stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. So tune in each and every week on the SNS Radio Network and go old school with Beyond the Bell. What you gonna do when the largest arms in the world in Hulkamania destroys you?